I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way I will destroy you. What's up, everybody? It is your boy. It's Konkan. Somber as ever after that absolutely ridiculously emotional intro from the final episode of episode or of Kenobi season one. Whether we get season two, you know, there's rumors that we're we're getting season two. There's you know, who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> Guys, this episode is a is a longer one. And uh, very much enjoyed recording it. We have myself, we have Jay Breezy, of course, the Cantina Splicer, the Casual Kid, and, of course, we have a returning guest, Kill Key Factory Niles. Go over to Kill Key Factory at Etsy and use code CANTINA for 10% off of your order of all your Kill Key needs that fill all your lightsabers. Feel free to message myself, and then we, we can help you pick those things for you. Guys, this episode absolutely insane checked a lot of the boxes uh that we were looking for what a finale that we saw of course guys concons cantina at all the following concons cantina instagram facebook our facebook group and our discord all in our link tree twitter of course is also there and tiktok we're the only place we are different concons cantina podcast on tiktok Guys, this episode is brought to you by our Patreons. Thank you very much for every single one of you who continue to support us. Guys, this episode was insane. Seriously, it was absolutely insane. But everybody, we are a cantina podcast. So we're going to go into the cantina right now. Welcome to ConCon's Cantina. What are you having? remember no droids tell me how this has been like the longest week and it's only wednesday guys Ugh, like for real uh seriously don't bring already it up. already sick of it but look i'm gonna show you guys how to make the most disgusting drink ever i know you're super excited niles and justin are spinning in the graves that they have not been put into yet I am going to be making a. Uh, Ooh, that's going to be strong. Yes, it is. I see some OGD. Yeah. What's the we percentage are, on that? This is uh, old granddad one fourteen. We are going to be making a whiskey sour. Um, a lot of people ask for whiskey sours, and I think that people are actually getting whiskey sweets. I don't think mm. people are getting actual Not whiskey sour. sours. I think that that is a a huge problem. So. 
We are going with three ounces of my choice of bourbon. You Look, if you're a longtime listener, you already know. If you don't have old granddad 114, you don't deserve legs. So anyway, <laughs> after we pour in our three ounces, if you do have a jigger, it is going to be the top one. We have two. Ooh, a handle jigger? Yep, yep. Mm, <laughs> Whoa, hey. Careful. Uh, shout outs to Aldi. With a J. Shout outs, shout outs to Aldi, right? We are going to do a tablespoon of homemade <laughs> of home. Yeah. My shaker broke. So, <laughs> and Liz has my other one. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Liz has the other one. <laughs> All right. So we're doing a, a tablespoon of homemade simple syrup. If you don't make homemade simple syrup, you're mm. going to get pink eye. Oh my. Very easy. Yeah. Then, uh, of course, if you don't squeeze your mom's uh, citrus, you know, I don't know what you're doing. Don't buy your own citrus. Go to your parents' house. They have citrus. Steal it from them. Or plant and, trees like I did. Or plant trees. content stealing thing right yeah. now. Isn't it great? Dude, he's Absolutely. my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite. All right. So, Yeti for the shaker. Like a man. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It, it works. And I can reuse the ice because it's not going to melt. How about that? True. Yeah, good. Ah, good point. You know what? Hang on, hang on. I came prepared. I almost, I almost caught myself slipping again. Oh. I even brought the strainer because we don't want those, we don't want those juices in there or the the pulp. No pulp. Only in only in orange juice do we have pulp. <laughs> Look at that color. No, no, nice. no Very egg whites nice. on this end. Uh, no, no, no salmonella for this guy. I gotta have the egg white. Okay, way better with the old Granddad 114. I had one earlier with Long Branch, and Pick you up. know, Justin, I'll, I'll give it to you, okay? Uh, Wild Turkey 101, it, it has won my heart, but Final. all other Wild Turkey is booty cheeks. Yes. Uh, every bit of it. Yeah. Every bit of it. It's all, it's, it's all bad. This is fantastic. Um, seven out of ten Hidden Jedi coming out for this one. Nice. Oh, you nice. went up on your score from uh, your first one. Yeah. Oh, that first one was. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it was. It was the. It was the wild turkey, man. That. Uh, that. There's something that about long that long branch. branch. That long branch just. It doesn't mix well. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's rough. It's rough. It is. Yeah. I got. Uh, speaking of Aldi, I have an Aldi beer for today. This uh, is the. That, uh, that is Trader Joe's for you. It's Justin. pronounced Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is the uh, it's the Merchants Keep IPA. Uh, it, it's fairly standard, six uh, percent. You know, it, think of what an IPA tastes like. Just a regular one. That's what this tastes like. That's it. It's it's baseline, uh, but when you're in the mood for an IPA, it is perfect. So, it's been hot. This sounded great. Nothing to write home about, but a classic. Yes, yes. It's a uh, stable, stable, staple. There we go. Staple. staple. No, I like stable. stable. I, the, the horses sound like a way better idea. Um, and because of that, I'm, I'm going to give it a five. It's just middle of the road. Um, but yeah, five hidden Jedi would definitely risk their lives to, to grab one of these bad boys. That's like the lower level Jedis, right? Like maybe a youngling or two, some yeah. old Padawans like Justin. They're uh, the ones that fall for it. Some drunk kids. Yeah, some, some drunk kids. I was yeah. about to say <laughs> these are the old grizzled alcoholics. The old grizzled, yeah. It was. I was I have telling to time Justin my jokes today. In advance. 
yeah. You have to anticipate what we're saying. No, I told I told Justin today. I was like, I I I'm in my 30s now, and I I had a great epiphany today. If you stop in the middle of the day Man, because you're having lunch at work, Look much older. And wow, and you have a day beer. Good for you. But if you bring a beer to you with work, to work, then you're an alcoholic. <laughs> then you're an alcoholic, okay? that's There's the line. We, fa we found the line. You can buy a beer at lunch on the clock. You can't bring it from home. So as long as everyone's that's on the legit. same page. Yeah. Absolutely. Niles, what are you drinking? Uh, this is something I, I wanted to try. I've never had before. It's called a busted pike. Um, and it's... Uh, it's equal parts bourbon and uh, Amaro, which Amaro Nonino, I think it is, which is like uh, Italian liqueur, kind of like Aperol, but it's, it's Love a the lot name. darker and sweet. Um, I think probably a little bit. It's not an almond liqueur like Di Sirono or something, but mm -hmm. it's 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 very sweet. Um, and then you put in an orange peel and a in a Luxardo. And just stir it. So Ooh, that glass is sick. Oh yeah, thanks. I love these. But um, I don't know. You know, the problem is, is it's it basically just tastes like uh, whiskey with some simple syrup in it. Like the the no the amaro hasn't come out enough to justify it because that amaro is like sixty bucks a bottle, and Ooh. it doesn't come out enough in the drink to really justify mixing. So Jeez. I probably wouldn't make this again. I'd give it like a maybe a three out of ten. It tastes Dang. good, but it's just it's. Is it is it overly sweet? Where'd you hear about that? It one? is sweet. Uh, I just looked it up because I, I was looking up. I have a bottle of Amaro because it goes into in uh, paper planes, which are awesome. Um, so I was just like, well, what else can I make with this? So I looked it up, and that that was like the first thing that came up. So, it's a great liqueur. It's just it's too expensive to mix into something you can't taste it in really. Yeah, I've so. been doing a lot with um. Aperol like I uh I discovered like Aperol yeah. spritz like not that long ago I don't like I don't know why I just never been exposed to them and um had them for the first time and now like Aperol drinks is just something that I want so bad because it's yeah. it's it's so it's so bitter but with everything that it seems to be mixed with I don't know it's very very good very underrated like it's it's like all I want like bubbly and like it's usually mixed with bubbly like anything aperol I, yeah. i'm like super into right now refreshing well, but not too sweet jordan yeah, yeah i make used? a lot of was that what we used on those uh bitter mai tais we made was that aperol in there yeah it was it was aperol those those were fantastic that yeah, sounds it, good it goes in a lot it like the they paper were. plane i was talking about earlier which is bourbon aperol no nino which is what goes in this and then lemon juice and it's amazing and then there's a mezcal drink called the naked and famous which is similar but it's lime <laughs> and something else and they're like my favorite drinks right now i've been doing a lot too with um limoncello has stolen my heart a little bit recently with uh gin doing it with gin fresh lime almost like a play on like you know like a gin and tonic mix but with something more sweet with the limoncello and it gives it more citrus but using like a super floral gin i made it for you justin when we watched episodes one and two of mm -hmm. kenobi that was that really really floral gin and tonic that had like the sweet at the sweet back end it had a little bit of limoncello and it was really good what are you drinking justin i am drinking 
Uh, if everybody can't tell, there's a crazy delay, so that's why I'm being quiet to not walk, walk over or talk over people. But I'm drinking today the Terramana Añejo. Uh, this is a little hard to find. It's not. Yeah. It's not crazy hard to find. It's a little hard to find. Um, if you haven't had the regular ter- Terramana, it's delicious. This is their Añejo, mm-hmm. and it's also a whiskey barrel rested Añejo tequila, and it nice. is absolutely Ooh. fantastic. Nice. Nice. Um, this is, if you don't know, that's actually the Rocks Tequila, which is pretty funny that the oh. Rock has an actually really high end, delicious tequila, <laughs> and it's not a gimmick like yeah. Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull. Oh, very true. <laughs> but this is fantastic, and I'm drinking it out of this amazing uh, hourglass. Come on, focus. Hourglass uh, <laughs> laser kitten. It looks like a uh... glass from our local oh, hourglass. Yeah. Nice. It's quite drink local. So nice. uh, supporting some hourglass, even though I'm not straight? drinking beer. Oh yeah, mm. just sipping on it. Nothing, no ice, no nothing. Just a slow sipper. I got a couple I of. This a, uh... Go ahead, Justin. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Hidden Jedi. I got a couple of things uh, for you, Niles. Um, Mi Campo, very mm. very good uh, tequila. Mm. Um, recently discovered that i was i was put onto and then there is a really really good did you hear us talking about um the 400 in yehos the the mezcal from sam's that i've been buying did you have you heard us talk about that yet it's the mexican 300. Uh, no i don't think so uh i'll get i'll get you a bottle like 19 bucks really really good mezcal oh, like okay. really good mezcal mm-hmm. you you'd it's enjoy great. it yeah, yeah, I've been going crazy with the mezcal lately, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a super smooth one. There you go, right oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen that. Okay. Dude, fantastic. Yeah, I, I do remember you saying that, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And it's only fantastic. 20 bucks. Waka. 20 bucks, yeah. Nice. Guys, it is at this point in the episode that we're finally going to talk about Kenobi. So we're going to stop yapping about what's going down our traps, and we're going to start yapping with our traps about the number one blue-wielding lightsaber buffoon that has stolen our hearts and probably some of the money out of our pockets because Ewan is just so handsome, and I'm growing a mullet and a beard. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like I'm super out of sync to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it doesn't take too long. So uncivilized. The one thing, you know, busy at work today, got up at 5 a.m. to watch the episode, and IGN beat me to it. Okay, I'm going to skip to the end. I'm sorry. I am who I am. He says hello there at the end of the episode. (laughs) And I wanted to cop. I wanted to put all three of the hello there's, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, then Kenobi, and then uh, Episode Four: A New Hope. I wanted to put all of them together, and IGN beat me to it. Oh, and they they, they posted the TikTok, and it's fantastic because it the the Revenge of the Sith hello there is very very distinctive, and the. Obi Wan, you know our new our new one that we got today, is obvious, but not in a bad way. Obvious in a good way that Ewan is 
imitating Alec Guinness. And then, of course, we have the Alec Guinness. And the way that they all just mesh, it, it was so cool. So not that IGN needs any sort of a shout-out, but they did it. Really and uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, they beat me to it. <laughs> uh, so we're doing this in a different format. Normally, yes. we would do this and do a full recap. However, this was a uh, this was a long episode. There was a lot in it, and I know I, we're all gonna have a lot to say. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot to say, but I think this is gonna be a lot more fun. Uh, yeah, to just talk about points of the episode that we really loved, and uh, I'm gonna give more of an abridged that. version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more of an abridged version. Of course, you guys know the drill. At any point in time, interrupt me, Justin. When you're interrupting me, I'll already be ten seconds in the future. But hey, it is what <laughs> it is. I'm literally going to be interrupting everybody constantly. Oh, hey! It looks like you're there back, you and there he close. is, right back on course. That was a Phantom Menace reference, <laughs> guys. Jokes on you, I said that 15 seconds earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, we're we're gonna get into it next episode. Next episode, of course, guys. As you as you know, uh, we we always revisit a show as a whole once it is completed. Um, but of course, let's let's give our initial thoughts of this episode. I will go for uh, first. This episode, um, I think it it hit a lot of points. I think we 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 were trying to lick the envelope, right? Because we needed to seal it off, signed, sealed, and delivered. But we we kind of weren't there yet, you know, like. We were licking it, uh, uh, tasted good, but we're only getting like 20% of the envelope. And it took the last episode to get the other 80%, which is not my preferred way of storytelling. Um, but I have to say that this last episode checked off all the boxes that we were filling in on this uh, job application to liking this show. Uh, and uh, I, I give this episode a 9 out of 10. I thought the final duel was fantastic. Um, and I really don't feel there's anything you can say about the show that, uh, really breaks canon. There are some maybe grudge points or grind gear points, but I think they're pretty well answered in this episode. That's all I got to say. Justin. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Connor. Um, what I was saying to you today when we were on the phone is I think that this is an in that it just really suffered from weekly releases. If this same show would have came out either bingeable or like I have been fantasizing about if somebody with way more time than I do on Reddit could just please edit this together into one four-hour long Lord of the Rings extended edition movie version mm -hmm. and maybe chop a few of the less needed scenes if you're watching it all, all in sequence. And like episode four would not be such a it wouldn't be such a bummer when you wait all week to have like a nothing episode. But if that's 20 minutes of a four hour movie, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit as negative. Like you kind of like, Oh, there was like a weird little slow spot or something like that, but mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have the same impact the way we had it waiting every week for these episodes. And I think, I think it would make a huge difference to a lot of people. And a lot of the criticisms would decline mm -hmm. if it was available like that. I agree. Yeah. Niles, yeah, I what about yeah, I think you. I think what you guys just said is exactly right. Um, it, it there was points where it felt like okay, let's get on with it. We want to see more, you know, throughout these other episodes. And then the whole last episode was just like, holy crap, it's everything at once. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. Like maybe if 
you binged it and just watched it all at once, or even if it was in the form of a movie, I mean, that had been maybe a lot to pack into two hours, but um, I think, yeah, I agree. A lot of the criticism stuff, it just takes some patience. You get through the whole thing, experience it as a whole, and it's good. Yeah, the, the episode as a whole is a 10, and I, I do agree with you guys. The th Thinking back on it, though, I really enjoyed the show, and honestly, I enjoyed the pacing uh, at first until I realized, oh, we're three episodes in, and there's still so much left to do. <laughs> There's there's so much stuff. And then having episode four feel like more like a filler episode kind of made things worse. Yeah, I mean, go watch our episode. You can tell you can see exactly what we thought about episode four. But um, this episode pulled everything together, uh, pulled no punches. It really wrapped this thing up perfectly. And yeah, I, I'm actually going to give it a 10. I loved it. Yeah. It's a big number, 10. Mm -hmm. Nine out of 10 for me, I guess. I One after nine. It. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so in starting with the show, immediately starting on Tatooine, and we, we kind of knew this was coming. Reva was there looking for Owen. Um, oh, what do we got Put going them, on? Uh, cyborg guts, Reva. Well, maybe not yeah. Cyborg, but she's definitely hurting. Pain. Oh. I know it's it's not I know it's not working. But anyway, yes. On Tatooine, Reva showing up immediately. Kind of like a you know, I, I we we knew where it was going, right? Like we knew that Reva was going to end up going to Tatooine. And that was a big concern of mine going into this episode, you know, cuz where does Reva fit in the story? You know, so we 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 were wondering how does her character arc conclude, you know, and not to spend too much time on it, but you hated it with, yeah, not a lot of people liked it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. And whether it's the writing, the directing, whatever it may be, I'm not in the movie industry or TV show industry. I, I don't know, but it seemed very, very, uh, quick, uh, where, you know, we. I think if we would have learned about her motivations earlier, it w it would have helped. But she is on Tatooine, and she walks up to a water vendor, and she is then able to get the name uh, that she already knew, not only from her past experience with Owen, but the the name that was said on uh, Obi Wan's communicator that he dropped, which was Owen, and she specifically says, "I'm looking for Owen, a farmer." Because why wouldn't you be able mm -hmm. to walk up to some random water salesman and give a first name and know exactly who it is? You know, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna pour one out for Niles because Watto did not show up, dude, in the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Missed I opportunity. I know. I was. I was. I was hoping. I wasn't. At like, least the store. Uh, I know it looked I know. it looked like they were in the store in this episode, by the mm -hmm. way, it there we'll get to it. But it literally looks like because he sold his, you know, because in and even in Attack of the Clones, he doesn't have his, his store anymore. He he I lost everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's literally a street vendor. He doesn't have a store anymore. I, I do think that we we visit his store that's been resold and repurposed. But mm -hmm. uh, it just would have. 
it was that's just my head, no matter that's yeah, my head. Sure, yeah. yeah no one's changing my mind i just i really want I a full still alive. <laughs> yeah i want like a fan film and i think i told you this niles is like a full explanation of Watto convincing people that he owned darth vader <laughs> like <laughs> like Watto figures out that hey you you never believe this. I used to own that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then let, let me tell you about his mother. You know, yeah. about purchased goods. You know what I mean? Like, I it would junk would be genius, hilarious. Like again, yeah. Justin, me and you've been saying this for three years. A sitcom a in sitcom the Star Wars universe. In a Star Wars universe belongs. Belongs. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say, well, we shouldn't do our suka right now. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, no, no. We'll lose our record. We'll lose our record and do it at the same time, yeah. <laughs> Moving forward with the episode, huge A New Hope vibes right off the bat. Now, usually I'm not a big fan of nostalgia and fan service, but I do think that the superstar, or not the superstar, but the Star Destroyer looked very amazing. Oh. Uh, the the rest of the Pathfinders, as we coined them in our last episode, is trying to escape the Empire. Classic what does shot. Kenobi do? Classic shot. Cla- you know, the Tanti for the, the Star Destroyer. <laughs> Very agile ship, though. Reminded me almost more of the Falcon. Falcon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Falcon vibes trying to, you know, dip, dodge, duck, and weave. Bob and weave. Bob and weave. Get, you know, if you can dodge a turbo laser from a Star Destroyer, you can... Dodge a ball. Uh, you can dodge a ball. Of course, we have more shots. Dodgeball. Fantastic movie. Still underrated, years, possibly. Crazy. Still underrated, possibly. Uh, absolutely. Uh, back to the Pathfinders. <laughs> we have more of uh, Corn Horn. So, again, I hope that we see more of this character. Um, now that we're seeing such a spotlight with these child actors with Leia and then later on in this episode with Luke, uh, I do hope that maybe if we don't see this child actor as Cornhorn, Justin, you can definitely chime in. Uh, Cornhorn is just a big deal. And yeah. we had so much screen time with this character being the, the first family that, that we see that Haja gets through and they keep panning back to this family and Leia and, and, young Corin have like a little thing where she's mm. introducing Lola to him to get his mind off of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Still being the, uh, I don't know, the politician, the selfless politician trying to sh- show it like, is a great foreshadowing to the woman she becomes as, I mean, still 100% teen- teenager, not even a full blown woman. Mm. And she's just like ingrained into her. It's the, it's the Padme and it's the good side of Anakin. Like, hardcore showing its face with her justin did you you read you read bloodlines as well yeah yeah and we we see so much of we get flashbacks with leia and so much of her development and who she is as a person we know that she goes through the spoiler warnings for bloodline the book by the way uh we get the the reveal that you know vader's her father and it's used against her in the senate it's this whole thing but it's so Great storyline, very, very important to her character. But what's more important is, again, we're seeing this development of who she is even as a young person. We're seeing that Obi-Wan is selfless and trying to sacrifice himself, and yet Leia is here 
giving her time to somebody else trying to do the same thing. I thought I thought the writing was really really good in this instance. Yeah, I mean, really really well done to uh, to express the the concern and the the hopelessness that everyone started feeling. Uh, you know, being chased down by the star destroyer. That was really cool. What about um? I'm trying to I'm trying to find his name right now. I don't have it. Broken. The the yes, thank you. Do you think we're gonna see more of him? Because we definitely like there was like later in the episode, like, we need people like you. We need leaders. There's not many people who can lead. Like I hope we get some more stories from him. Yeah. Was that oh, Ice yeah. T's son, that actor? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought so. Ice T. <laughs> ice yeah. Cube. Or Ice Cube. Right. Sweet tea. <laughs> Long Sweet ice. tea. Long ice. <laughs> There's an iced tea. <laughs> There's an iced tea. No, no, it is. It is. I, you know, what's funny is I'm wondering if this was a big troll or if the rumors were true where some things got cut out of the show because Ice Cube was in the IMDb as a face character and we never saw him. So I'm wondering if he was cut out or or maybe he maybe he was a voice actor. Do, maybe he was the loader droid and we don't know it yet. Like That's he could have. <laughs> may, maybe we maybe. don't really know. Was maybe his first there. name is Crushed. And his last name is Ice Cube. Yes, his, that's his it. His son is Crushed Ice Cube. That's yes, that's it. Dude, but to your point, Justin, uh, I actually really enjoyed Roken. And it <laughs> reminds me of Rebels, where we're seeing the introduction to all the Rebel cells. And I do hope that we see more of him because we have more interaction between Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. and what is it? O'Shawn Jackson? O'Shea Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yes, uh, I don't think his acting is half bad. I think his lines were a little cliche, you know, like "Oh, we gotta escape the Empire," you know, kind of like stuff like that. But still, like I want, I do want more for from his character. That is something you would say in this universe, though. To yeah, I'm true. To be fair, yeah, I, I can't. It's, it is what it is. Like you know, what am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> Obi Wan, of course, comes to the conclusion that Vader is all that he wants is Obi Wan Kenobi. So this ship, which I feel the ship's a little small to have, kind of like its own little ghost, if you yeah. will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know. But hey, we'll we'll let it slide. Of course, Obi Wan says that he has to do what he must and, and get away. Uh, we then have the shot that I believe to be Watto's shop okay now this is owen with luke in town i was hoping here for a reference to tashi station power converter right right then and there i was hoping for some you know we we see owen standing at the workbench he's looking at parts he's holding it luke's touching all the things he's not supposed to be touching kind of reminiscent again of of phantom phantom menace just the whole thing and again we have that kind of like round counter that everyone is standing at in Watto's shop. It's probably (laughs) not, but I like to think, I like to think that it is. Yeah. We like to think that it is. So I was hoping to, I was hoping to a hit at, at it being Tashi station, but nevertheless, uh, anybody else have anything? We saw Tashi station in book of Boba Fett though. So we know exactly Mm. what it looks like. True. Pretty much. And it's not, and it's not in town (laughs) and it's, and it's, yeah, correct. And it's, and it's not in town. It's and like the gas the... station that's like in the middle of yeah. nowhere, thirty miles truck out of stop. town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, true. And, it's a loves. and 
<laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'll take a shower for seven fifty. Uh, and and also they had the callback with uh, the speeder belt, him breaking the speeder belt, because uh, you know Luke Luke breaks stuff apparently. And, but uh, the callback to the speeder mm-hmm. that that was really cool. Luke and is the then, worst uh, character in Star Wars. It's true. <laughs> it's actually true. Uh, and then we have the water merchant come by and be like, "Hey, Owen, you're not gonna believe this." I did. I got ahead of myself, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm very excited to get to the lightsaber duel. But after we have the water merchant, shout outs to the water merchant from Book of Boba Fett. Apparently, that's like mm-hmm. the number one job on Tatooine. You just mm. sell water. They're all moisture farmers. True. No yeah, surprise. Obi Wan has the touching conversation with not only Leia, who he's kind of speaking to directly, but then he broadens his conversation to all the pathfinders on the ship, telling them, you are the future. All of you are the future. And then, of course, Obi-Wan does what any Jedi would do, and he wants to essentially sacrifice himself. But then again, Justin, to your point, we have this cool conversation between him and Roken, and Roken kind of calls him out. You know, he says, this is about you. You want to face him, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it goes along with in a few minutes after this the next scenes that happen anakin is the exact same way the uh, grand inquisitor is trying to bring him back like no bro we have a whole star destroyer like you don't need to go along prepare my ship like he doesn't give a crap like he's yeah like it's him it's anakin versus obi-wan it's padawan versus master there's no stopping this from it's coming to fruition yep it, it's absolutely personal and in grand inquisitor you kind of see gets a little a little peeve there when he when he says follow kenobi and he's mm-hmm. like dang it anytime yeah. somebody like questions vader's orders now i'm mm-hmm. just like i can't believe you have the gall to do that. he did <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just he like, did. yeah like you're gonna get choked what are you doing the other thing to remember that we're kind of glossing over is the whole point of the inquisitors is to seek out jedi and force users so that whole ship are all force users. It's not like it's like a ship of yeah. a rebel cell or it's not like it's a ship mm. of like people trying to escape for like just to get out from the empire, but these are all force users, possible Jedi that mm-hmm. could turn into something to go against the empire. So for the fact that Vader is just like forget them, Obi-Wan and that's it. That's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and shout outs to, uh, to another character I really hope we see more of is Haja. Haja oh, yes. is awesome and him you know his character arc through the show as limited as we've seen him has been fantastic and i really want him again i I absolutely love the character also shout outs to justin being deadpool and having this tiny little baby arm I know, I know. You have a child. It just first, all you see is the hand, and it literally looked like Deadpool. Like anyway, it was just hilarious. Um, no, I, I, I want more of Haja. Whether it's again with this like sack comedy type feel or whatever it may be, this is what. Justin and I have been clamoring for on this podcast for so long is all these tiny little stories that expand the universe and don't shrink it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm sure that we will talk about in the next episode as this show as a whole is 
when you focus on only the Skywalkers, it does make this expansive universe feel small. And characters like Haja, characters like Tala, characters like Andor, which we're getting more of, help expand this universe. And it's very, very important. And I do think that his acting, uh, Camille, even though it was more from a point of sarcasm and humor, which is kind of like his go-to, I did still enjoy it, and I thought it was good. Yeah, he seems like underutilized almost because he's he's a good actor and it was a good character. So it'd be cool if they did something with him in the future. Definitely. Even if like, yeah, I would just love to see him showing up in comics <laughs> or something like they like just keep yeah. him going, even if it's not necessarily like screen media, like just keep his character going like through this time frame would be awesome to have. Mm-hmm. And then we return yeah. to the ranch. Back to what Justin was saying about the Inquisitor real quick is he does specifically mention, you know, Lord Vader, we can go after the ship and rip up this path from its roots. Like he really does try to get Vader to understand Mm -hmm. that the importance is not Kenobi. Um, But later in the episode, we see evolution from not only Kenobi in letting go of Anakin and letting go of Vader. But we see Vader in his interaction with the Emperor let go of Kenobi. So again, huge, huge, exactly, huge, great, great writing in this episode. Makes me wonder where it was in the first five episodes. Again, that's just my opinion. But great evolution to both characters leading us into episode four. Yeah. Million percent. I'm not one... That part, the only part about that that slightly in the back of my brain was kind of like, eh, because I'm not the one that like has like gets upset about having to suspend my disbelief a little bit and nitpick at that stuff. But I was just like, why are there no Tie Fighters going out after these ships? One hundred percent. I wasn't gonna bring it up. I wasn't gonna bring yeah. it up. But now that he's got, listen, floodgates are open. Vader would have been oh, like, crap. scramble the squadrons. Why didn't yeah. Vader get into a Tie Fighter? He was the best starfighter in the galaxy. Like, yeah, we got to let it go. I just, I, I understand. Like, it's, yeah. we got to let it go. And also, I mean, th- this is still, I know it's been 10 years, but y- you see the inexperience still from Vader. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's, that's been a, a theme that's gone mm-hmm. through the whole, the whole show. So, it's still the, not the Vader from the OT. Exactly. Not even the Vader yeah. from Rogue One. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree for sure. Back on the desert planet that we love so much. Most important. The most. Don't Wars. bring it up. Oh my gosh! The most backwater, hoodlum planet ever. Uh, did you guys watch that TikTok I sent you of that guy who's watching Star Wars for the first time? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Hilarious. Did you I like love when he idea? was like. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're you know doing it. Hila- you know what's hilarious is Liz and I were talking about that before you sent that TikTok, and then you sent that TikTok, and I'm like, oh my god. So, uh, teaser, the, the spoiler is it's going to be me, Connor, and Jordan, drunk history style, telling Liz about Star Wars. Yes. Like, yes. recapping the story. We have to get powdered wigs and everything. <laughs> yeah. Liz literally... We're ordering them off Amazon. I don't know how yeah. she's been married to me for Perfect. going on 20 years, but still somehow 
just won't watch Star Wars. So we are going to drunk history style one movie at a time. It could probably end up being Patreon content or Patreon it could be special. a regular episode. I'm not sure, but I think it could be hilarious. If you're it an animator, let us know and you can draw all the pictures. <laughs> Speaking of wives who need a shout out, Baru is ready to put on straight up body Brutal. armor. Brutal. And dude, Baru, no one's messing with her blue milk. Mm-mm. No one's messing <laughs> with her, her, her succulents that she's got watering. Okay. <laughs> Nobody. She is playing no games. She Baru and staged through the building. <laughs> Owen's like, <laughs> Owen's like, what do we, what do we do? What do we do? There's somebody coming. Bruce like, just, just like ready. It's like, yeah. seen the, like the videos where like Let the girls come. in bed and she like hits the headboard and a shotgun falls into her Ex- hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they went back to Africa to shoot at the Lars homestead. No, that, they, there's no this, way or, because you think there's like a prop like a set built just in they re- they had to have somewhere. recreated it they had to have recreated it yeah because i'm pretty sure that that is um one thing that lucas put in his contract when he sold disney is they're not allowed to touch the originals so a, a fan idea that i had and i think i texted this to both of you is gotta fast forward to the end of the episode real quick sorry when we see Qui-Gon, I'm like, what? oh my gosh, I need a return of the Jedi re-edit with Qui-Gon. Like, I hope, I hope Disney yeah. messes with it and adds him. But at the same time, like, they have messed with this, they have messed with the OT trilogy. Like, we have um, Greedo saying McClunky now. And there's there's all these different things that, that Disney has done to the OT trilogy. So, like, we don't have copies of the original contract but supposedly like they're not allowed to mess with the og trilogy and i would assume that going to where it was shot would kind of be included in that does that make sense we already changed Mm -hmm. old man vader to uh hayden christensen vader and i that was done before the disney acquisition right i know but i'm saying like i didn't care for that because like why would he go to a young version of himself he should have been how he died I, but, I just don't think we. I don't think we need to throw Qui Gon in there. Like I just, it doesn't add anything to me. Like, I don't. It does for me though. I feel like I'm retcon, a prequel baby. But you can't go retcon existing movies just for every new character that gets created in the future and have to, and then have to copy paste them into the storyline. I I agree. I just think it would be cool. I just think yeah. it would be cool. More Force Ghosts. Yoda's there. Obi Wan's there. Anakin's there. Let's throw Qui Gon in there. there. Well, we don't know that Kanan ever became. Uh, well, Kanan, but Kanan does talk to Rey in Rise of the Skywalker. So Mace he is there. Mace Windu's there. Back Windu's to alive. Mace Windu's. There. How dare you? Dead. He's dead. <laughs> Justin. Dead. No, anyway, no, I, I want the character to come back too. Anyway, Brew is literally uh, John freaking Wick. Okay, guys, she has shotguns hidden all over the homestead. You think this is a, a a pint of blue milk? Wrong. Nine millimeter. Okay, they frantically go around thrower, the entire. <laughs> it's it's a slug thrower. Shh. You know what? Shoutouts to Old Republic actually calling it a slug thrower. Of course, Obi-Wan finally having his plan come to fruition. Leia, she's not happy. She does not want Obi-Wan to go. 
Justin, you think it's a good time for you and me to talk about how this relationship doesn't break canon, or do we save that for the next episode? Uh, let's save it for the recap. We're already 42 mm. minutes in, and we are... We'll save it for the recap. You're, you're, you're right. One thing that is super interesting, I don't know if a lot of you noticed, <clears throat> Obi-Wan actually hands Leia something before she goes. What does he hand her? He hands her the holster Hip of holster. Tala. This is the is, holster of Tala. Which is also very, very similar to the holster that she uses in all of her comic book series. If you look yes. at it. It's, mm. it's not the same one I that she wondering. has like in, uh, in like A New Hope or anything, but through her comics, this is pretty much like what it is. Like, and it is an awesome little added piece mm. of canon history. Which, it's weird uh, that he now has this holster to give to her because she was in a closed-off hallway of which she used a thermal detonator and uh, destroyed everything. But we're going to gloss past that. And uh, he gives her this holster that Leia dons later in the episode. Kenobi, of course, is able to fulfill his plan, and he is able to take the small speeder that is on the ship to bring the Empire away from the ship of course previously as we talked about we have a small uh debacle between the grand inquisitor and vader vader looking polished as ever okay this rogue one version of vader this costume is so good he looks so good so yep. good no red lenses i made i made point in writing that down oh there wasn't okay no red lenses yes but still looked dude just vader's costume is just sick Classic. timeless perfect <sighs> dude it's everything about it is ominous and imposing and intimidating i freaking love it mm -hmm. he he is the most recognized villain in all of cinema history there's i don't i don't think there's any debating that easy no. for you to say who would you put who would you put above him no you because you said simina Oh, did I? Cinnamon <laughs> in cinnamon history, he is the number one. He's also, he's also the biggest cinnamon villain. Cinnamon, yes, he hates cinnamon. <laughs> uh, Grand Inquisitor still looks great, man. I don't care what none of y'all say. Mm -hmm. They're standing next to each other. Very uh, Vader Emperor vibes that we kind of get like into Revenge of the Sith and and into the 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 OT trilogy. Go ahead, Justin. Shout out to Ian McDermott making an appearance for this crazy which is yes. he straight up you know what yes star wars theory had a whole thing about why you cannot you just simply can't trust these actors because these actors have is it indie nda yeah ndas yes yeah. so these actors have literal ndas so when they're asked questions and they're talking about it like looking at you andrew garfield yeah it's nothing personal. It's just they're literally held to a verb, like a, a contractual written agreement that if you talk about this, we ruin you. Legally and, liable. And the reason why I say that is because Ian McDermott at Celebration had a whole panel and somebody literally said, hey, the Kenobi show comes out tomorrow. The timeline fits. Can we expect to see you? And his literal exact quote was, if you're expecting to see me, you will be disappointed. Mm. Mm. 
He's li- and he literally shows up in the last episode. But yeah. I like it. Like, like he showed up as a hologram. Like I like it. Like you're gonna be disappointed if you're expecting to see me. He didn't lie. Like it's not like he, <laughs> he had a did, major, He didn't have a major role. He was a blue hologram. Like let's get like let's give him the props for his uh choice. Hey, he thing. got he got a fat check, and he oh, was yeah. in the show. He covered himself legally. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll say he got a win. Yeah. Back at the low, uh, the Owens, the Lars homestead. Reva is approaching. Owen preps Luke for the possible doom that has come. He says the Tuscan Raiders are on the hunt again. They are raiding farms along the west. If they get in, run. So again, this is, saying this is the this is the one thing that will. I don't know what the word is like cover. concerning. Concerning cover or like, I mean, we still have to remember Luke's a 10 year old kid. Obviously, we're all kind of like, how does the dude not see the big red lightsaber and burn a mental image about Jedi, Sith, whatever. But you got to think if you're 10 years old and your parents tell you the Tuscans are attacking and the Tuscans are a known thing. The sand people are a known menace on Tatooine to moisture farmers like you're just going to like assume what your parents tell you is the truth. Yeah. yeah, and especially like think back to when you were ten. What memories do you have from when you're ten years old as an adult? Even like when you're twenty, like you don't have a ton of vivid memories. One hundred percent. Yeah. I, like I say, say that again louder for the people in the back, Justin, because that 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 is such a good point, and that is something that I literally have written down in front of me. But you said it, and I want you to say it again. So yeah, like you don't remember vivid things from your 10 year old self Mm-mm. you might have yes. what i don't know for me i might have three key memories from being 10 years old one of them being when i bragged to my friends that i'm in double digits and they weren't like that's like <laughs> that, <laughs> like you don't remember a lot of stuff like from that time i'm sure he remembers the trauma i'm sure he remembers hiding and the scared feeling dude he's just not gonna re- just like leia is not gonna remember a ton of the super in-depth details of that whole thing yeah so it doesn't like lend a lot of credence to like oh this breaks canon luke's seen lightsaber when he was a 10 year old kid well did he actually see it though because when she was chasing also also, yeah she knocked him out she didn't ignite until he was already passed out i did yeah we'll 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 get to that point because somebody i saw somebody make that point i i just don't buy it light lightsaber like i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see After he is told, hey, Luke, you know, you if they get through, you're going to have to run. Vader, as Justin mentioned earlier, says, prepare my ship. Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's ship makes a landing on, you know, if we're not on a sand planet, we're on a rock planet Dude, in I, I Star Wars. Dude, I was so scared, Connor. I was so scared that <laughs> this one planet that they cut to i'm like god uh-huh. damn it if this is tatooine i'm gonna blow <laughs> like if they escape and they're like now and like oh throw the landing gear down we're landing on tatooine i was so who, happy who, they weren't there <laughs> who has seen and justin if you say the blue people i swear to god i will kick you off this stream <laughs> the who has who has seen avatar the last airbender in its entirety I've seen Nobody. A lot okay, of just it. me. I've okay. Seen a lot of it, bits and pieces, but <clears throat> not start to finish. First of all, you guys should all be ashamed because Mark Hamill is literally the voice actor for the Fire Lord uh, Emperor. So 
you definitely need to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. Secondly, swear didn't this planet, this planet with the with the giant rocks, so Dragon Ball Z. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like this episode Na- has so much DBZ in it. So yeah. much DBZ. So oh, <laughs> Obi Wan lands on the planet, of course. Can, can Darth Vader get a better ship? Why does he have an E class shuttle? Like that Lambda shuttle. The like, E class. The E class. God dang three series. Was gonna come out. Yeah, forget the E class. My boy, my boy is the best star pilot in the galaxy. He needs something way cooler than an E class. Kylo ship is freaking sick. Okay. Yeah. This mm-hmm. thing is Vader's, stupid. Vader's Tie Fighter is amazing. Yeah, yeah I like, thought that's where's what was that gonna come out. Maybe he doesn't have the interceptor yet. I don't know. You know who knows. Obi Wan lands on this planet, completely unnamed, by the way. Yeah, uh, irritating. Which uh, upsetting again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish it would have been scoured. We'll, we'll get scoured the internet. I did. I did too. Mm-hmm. I did too. We'll, we'll, it'll come out eventually. It, it'll be named. We flash back to Tatooine, of course, the planet we cannot escape, where Reva has approached the uh, Lars homestead. Uh, she ignites her lightsaber and she starts trekking her way through the homestead. Vader's E-class shuttle then lands on the planet. As he walks down his ramp, mm-hmm. no time is wasted. Obi-Wan is standing there waiting for him. So, no. Connor, oh, go ahead. Yep. Th- this, this is one of the scenes that we've talked about since the season one of Mandalorian. Poster-worthy scenes. This yes. show has been lacking it. Yeah. The scene that was a beautiful where shot. Obi-Wan is walking towards Vader and Vader it's yeah. like a wide wide shot yes. landscape scene with the like the blues and grays of the background and those rocky crags and the mm. two of them are just Vader's cape and everything's flowing behind him. Obi-Wan's walking towards him. I'm like this is it. Like this is the first time, the first time in this entire series we've had that poster worthy shot. Like I that want was... that as my desktop background. Like that was the I, uh, I last need that. Jedi shot. Dare I say the great no one hundred percent with Luke and Kylo. You know that very cinematic wide shot. One hundred percent. No, you're at, you're absolutely right. You know, and it, it's funny because I was listening to um another podcast today. I just sent you that picture, Justin. And that's exactly what they brought up is they were like some of the most cinematic, beautiful scenes that we've seen in Star Wars are in The Last Jedi. And I 100% would agree. And as these two are approaching each other, you got to give the Mandalorian up its credit and the Mandalorian 100% more about the scene that Justin is talking about. It's so cool because I, I feel like there's symmetry that we that we have to talk about that. Maybe I'm looking too far into it, okay? But I'm going to describe the scene for you. As Ob- as Vader is approaching Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan does not approach Vader. Behind Obi-Wan is we have these huge rock formations that are, are mm-hmm. holding steady. They're holding tight. They are not attacking. And it goes back for me in the episode where we have Obi-Wan teaching Anakin the lesson again. Mm-hmm. And just the Flashback. teachings of the Jedi is... It's for defense. It's not for attack. There's nothing behind Vader, and there's everything behind Obi-Wan. We have these huge, giant rock formations that have been there forever. And we have Anakin, of course, on the attack 
uh, and and not Obi Wan. And I just I think that that was shot on purpose. I don't mm-hmm. think that it was shot, mm-hmm. you know, as a coincidence. The dialogue in this scene is absolutely amazing. Vader says, "Quote: Have you come to destroy me, Obi Wan?" Which is kind of ironic because Vader came to Obi Wan, not mm-hmm. Obi Wan coming to Vader. So Vader again trying to goat Obi Wan into this fight, showing just how much that Anakin is still inside of him and he has not let go. And then, of course, the fanboys rejoiced. The first time they have thought this show is actually good, Obi-Wan says, I will do what I must. And he takes his classic two-fingered stance with his lightsaber. That's the first time we've seen him take his Sorosu. If I, I'm, I'm pouring my drink, so I'm not looking at anything right now. Sorosu, yeah. Sorosu, yeah. So that's the first yep. time we've seen him take that lightsaber classic. form three. Yeah, we've seen him do that since of this series. Like every other time, he's ignited his saber. Every other time, he's held his saber. He's been broken and disconnected. Like he's like shaky. Like uh, like I don't want to turn this on. I don't want to use this. I had this buried in the sand. I have no connection to it anymore. And, like, this was the first time where he was, like, obi Andy spin crazy, pose in the Sorosu, and then start wreaking havoc on Vader. Yeah. Like, it was, like, okay, Obi got his groove back. Like, this is it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> they did a good job of, like, gradually ramping up his skills as he, you know, regained his confidence and mm-hmm. everything. And it just mm-hmm. climaxed at the end, which was, like, you were seeing him Climax. doing stuff you've never <laughs> – Stupid. You were seeing him doing stuff. <laughs> Don't uh, you say stupid. <laughs> like, I've never seen him this powerful, which was awesome. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. You've seen him do he stuff seemed... you didn't see him do in the prequels. Exactly. He 100%. seemed more powerful than he did in the Revenge of Sith duel. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, the things that both, sure both of them. To in a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. Vader both... obviously is like embracing the dark side. But then now we got Obi-Wan, who's been cut off from everything, but is now, after being so broken and reconnected to the Force, like, he's doing things, like, if this would have been Obi versus Anakin on Mustafar, it would have been lights out for Anakin, for sure. It, it was fantastic. Before the duel starts, we get the the line from Vader that we have heard in Rebels. And I will still say that I prefer... After this duel, the Vader and Ahsoka interaction compared to uh, the this new duel that we get. But the new duel is amazing, and we get the you will die from Vader. Mm-hmm. As the duel commences, Vader is using his one hand, and I think Vader very quickly realizes Uh-oh. that he must use two hands, yeah. and he switches to the form two. He can no, no longer use his the, the Form 5, which is also Count Dooku, all, all these other things. He has to switch and use two hands, which, which we do not see Vader do. That's what I was going to mm. say. That was the first time, I think, which was cool. It was like, very cool. You think of, like, wow, that's still Anakin in there. And you're seeing his old, mm-hmm. even though now he's all about strength because he's not as mobile, it was cool seeing him kind of get into a position with the double sided and show us some physicality, you know, oh, a little yeah. bit yeah. more. Flashback to Tatooine. Reva is inside the homestead. Blaster fire erupts from Lars and Owen. Dude, both of them ready for a uh, straight out a shootout. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
absolute Red Dead Stand Redemption. Stand your ground laws. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Like Tatooine's like Florida. <laughs> yeah, Tatooine is Florida. Oh, oh Florida, yeah, exactly. Florida Star Wars. Florida, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Castle. That's a T-shirt. It's a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming soon. Coming soon. Back to the duel between Obi Wan and Vader. They are trading blows. Rocks are getting hit by sabers. We have overextensions of obi-wan's sabers are exchanging uh you know was it the speed of revenge of the sith no but it had the emotional weight give him it had the emotional weight yeah yeah and like i'm so happy for them especially like watching a lot of the behind the scenes things and how into the lightsaber duel obi-wan or i say obi-wan ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen were to the mm-hmm. point that like they obsessively practiced everything to the point that their choreography was so crisp and fast in Revenge of the Sith that they had to slow it down. Like <laughs> the duel between the two of them is slowed down to look more mm. realistic because of how yeah. like polished and much how much they loved it. So like you know they got that like this has gotta be like twenty years We of, can still like, hear you, Niles, by the way. Okay. And fantasizing. <laughs> like God, like that's so awesome! Like I'm so happy yeah. for them, and like just to see like the Obi Annie flourishes and the spins and like, like yeah. they fell into their old rhythm, like like mm. as Ewan and Christian or Hayden, and as Obi Wan and Vader or Obi Wan and Anakin, like they fell into their same rhythm. It's <laughs> close. Nice. Show Got off. Shaka's play. I had to do it. I had to do it. We have the Obi Annies going like crazy. It was amazing. Man. You spurred me, Justin. I had to. I had to. Okay, I had to. That was amazing. No, it, 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 and it's and it's so cool too because That's a story it, it leads us to this line: "Your strength has returned, but your weakness remains." And it's so cool because Obi Wan, and we we see it in such real time. Obi-Wan tries to take this rock column and tries to push it on on Vader. And it falls over real slow and Vader stops it. And then Vader picks it up and he yeets it so yeah. fast. Like it just nothing. like it's Uh-oh. it's gone. Oh, well, there goes just Niles. Like Niles. <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep going guys I don't, there's nothing we can do now we're yeah we're already an hour we gotta keep going uh the the duel just it it keeps going vader starts to throw rocks at kenobi flourishing one after another one by one we get a nice like hilt hit to kenobi hits him in the nose we get a great lockup oh, between the two off. Tried to turn him off. <laughs> Vader uh, again pushes Kenobi back, and as he pushes him back, we get this amazing force smash mm-hmm. where Vader opens up the ground below him. And literally, when, he, he's go ahead. This is the moment when Frieza punches Goku into the side of the mountain, and then he goes, Exactly, you think Goku's dead, you think he's dead. Frieza mm-hmm. gloats. He does something like, "Oh, look!" It's like you're saying, "Strength is nothing," and then all of a sudden, the like explosion of rocks, power up. The, like I, this whole thing was amazing. The the cinematography of Darth Vader putting him into the pit, and just for a second there, he's just standing there, and I'm just thinking him saying in his head, 
now I have the high ground. And then just starts <laughs> piling on the rocks. <laughs> man, like, it was so ground. freaking cool. <laughs> oh, and man. The, uh, this is something that I think a lot of people will kind of overlook is after he buries Kenobi alive, it, it's very reminiscent of Kenobi leaving Anakin on Mustafar to die. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Still alive, yeah, 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 yeah. burned alive, very reminiscent of the two. Walks away, thinks the job is done. We go back to Tatooine, and we have Reva absolutely manhandling uh, Owen, right? Mm -hmm. We then get... He's using the same, uh, like the same crankshaft. Here's a little Easter egg. Same crankshaft that we see in the Mandalorian. The we same back. crankshaft that we see Niles is, but we Kilkey Factory. We back. I'm back. We back. We back. Um, we have the same crankshaft that Owen is using that we see in A New Hope. The same one oh. that we have in Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. That's that. what he's got in his hand. Yep. Okay. Cool. That was in Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, Mando too. Yeah, Mando too. Same one that, that he uses. Every Star Wars show going on at some point. All of them. <laughs> the crank Re Really weird that like there's this weird pit that with a with a walkway that they have to walk over in the homestead. I don't know what the purpose is of the of the pit, but anyway, mm. Luke is of course able to escape the hatch and he runs away and Reva starts chasing him. Mm -hmm. We then flash back to the unnamed planet of which. Uh, Justin was just mentioning and we have this amazing parallel that I was trying to bring out where we have Obi-Wan underneath the rocks buried alive by Vader very reminiscent of Mustafar and we have this kind of cool like life flashing before your eyes moment where Obi-Wan realizes that his current purpose is not to save him or Anakin but it's to save the future that he talked about literally like 10 minutes earlier and that's Obi-Wan or uh, Luke in Leia. Mm -hmm. So because he says that it gives him the strength, he pushes off the rocks and he just force jumps out Full of Goku. the pit. Now he's levitating. Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like powers emanating <laughs> off of him. <laughs> Went full super saiyan. He starts pulling yeah. a spirit bomb and just sending a thousand little <laughs> rocks. Dude, I love everything about this. And again, like the dialogue between Vader and Obi was just so good mm -hmm. with and, and the music too. Like the first time in the show we've had good music. Like I don't I don't know where it's been, but I'm glad it showed up in the eleventh hour. Uh Vader thinks Obi is dead, he is walking to his ship. The music starts and of course he lights his lightsaber and blocks against Obi Wan again. They continue mm. their duel with this new found what do you guys want to call it? Ignition? Spark? What Vigor? is this in Obi? Vigor. I mm -hmm, at this yeah. point in time it was uh it was five forty in the morning and I was mm -hmm. driving down I four and I, like oh. Obi Wan just starts wrecking Vader. <laughs> and I'm yeah. literally like I'm like the only person on the road and I'm screaming at the top of yeah. my lungs. <laughs> my phone is in the like in the gauge cluster, which I am Fully not paying attention to why while I'm driving. <laughs> like, I'm watching the, I was like the sparks across the chest, like like body shot, body oh, shot, body shot, so face awesome. shot. Like I was like, oh my oh. god, oh my god, it's happening. Before, oh my god. Before we get the body shot, we get the force push from Obi, oh, which is weird. Mm, Dude, that was and, my and first it, scream was the, the push. 
bro it kept getting better <laughs> he and it reminds me of the the old republic satil versus uh um malgus darth malgus where she force pushes him into the rock and again like this very dragon ball z like hit and and again force awakens like or not force awakens a uh, force unleashed with star killer versus vader when he throws him through all the walls just we've never seen this in Star Wars, where even though the Force bubble that we talked about in Episode live Three, action. shouldn't say Star Wars, live action. Yes, live action, where this Force bubble is protecting you, it doesn't mean that that Force bubble can't be moved in you with it. So even though Vader hits that wall, there's a layer of protection there, and it just shows how strong in this this new power that that Obi Wan has found, and we get the same. Doing what he must. We get this same groan, this oh from Vader that we hear in Return of the Jedi with Luke versus Vader. And it's just, again, like James Earl Jones, like everything for me is flowing in this scene. Man, I need to get to the point where we talk about the voice fading in and out of different voices. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'll speed it up. I'll speed it up. Obi-Wan using the power of the force. Picks up every freaking rock my guy can hold. I'm like a mile and ju- away. I'm just like, shoo, shoo. My dude is an earthbender. Just yeah. yeeting all the rocks. Very similar again. It makes me wonder, where did Vader get the idea to throw all the boxes at his son in Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> right? Good point. Good point. Rock after rock, Vader is getting absolutely pelted. After Vader has had enough. He makes a move and Obi-Wan encloses. The Vader fight continues, but before it is ended, Reva is chasing Luke. Again, it looks like a small canyon outside of the Lars Owens or Owen Lars homestead. I, I will say point where her, I got angry. I'm like, go back to what you were showing. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care about Star Wars this. does this thing where they have the climactic moments all going on. Yeah. And ever since the OT, they've done this where they'll cut, they'll show you a little bit of one, then cut to the next, and cut back mm-hmm. and cut back. And like, I don't know if I'd like it or not. Like, I, I would. Be, it'd be cool to experience it, each thing happening separately on its own. Yeah. Because I'm like so into it, and then it cuts away to this other thing happening, mm-hmm. and like my my hype just goes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's always done that in Star Wars, but yeah. I'll say that. There was still tension. Like we we know nothing's we happening to Luke, but what exactly. happens to Reva? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so I get what you're saying, Niles, one hundred percent, but at least there was still tension. There was still stakes. We might have mm-hmm. not been invested in the character of Reva, but we know that she doesn't appear that we know of later. So something would happen mm-hmm. to her. So there there were at least still stakes. Were they huge stakes? No, but Yeah. I guess it's just the adrenaline from the lightsaber. Any any time you cut away from that, yeah, a little bit, you know, you're you're. It's kind of like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. especially no. with a scene that has as much stakes as this battle had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as Justin brought out, the two force users continued to clash. Obi Wan getting the better of Vader, as the two literally lock hands. Very similar to the Obi Annie flurry that we see in Revenge of the Sith. Instead of exchanging a force 
push together. They literally lock hands. Obi-Wan then uses the butt end, the pommel of his lightsaber, to literally destroy the front chest piece of Vader, his also slashing him system. on the back, literally. Mm. That life support system. Savage. That's the whole point of what that is. And then you hear him wheezing. Then using more of his force powers, more of his lightsaber, jumping off a rock and supermaning that hoe. Literally. <laughs> Superman, uh, literally. He just... <laughs> he slashes him across the left side of the face. As Vader is wheezing in the beginning intro that you heard in this episode, we hear quite possibly the best dialogue exchange in all of Star Wars, which has become my third favorite scene in all Star Wars. Wow. Do you guys have a favorite? favorite scene? No, no, no. Yes. So this scene right here that we're going to talk about, which is Vader kind of demasked, my first favorite scene, Diego Luna. I have been in this fight <laughs> since I was six years old. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Pinnacle Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The delivery. Amazing. My second favorite Star Wars scene of all time. Nope. My second favorite Star Wars scene. I see you have constructed your new lightsaber. Indeed, you are powerful. Vader and Luke on the little platform on Endor. This is my now third favorite Star Wars scene in all of Star Wars. Nice. It's it's amazing. Let's touch on the, uh, the eyes that we talked about. Uh, the eyes are blue in this scene. Is it a mess so, up or is he conflicted? So Anna, uh, so Obi cuts open the mask of Vader, and he literally voices the words Anakin. Vader replies, Anakin is gone. I am what remains. In this very scene, we do not see Sith eyes. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan sighs. Ewan McGregor sells this so hard. Tears welling. Oh, yeah. The emotion is seen on his face. And better yet, the direction from Deborah Chow as the blue lightsaber dons itself in the reflection on Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. signifying the light of the Jedi. I am so sorry, Anakin. I am sorry for everything. For all of it, says Obi-Wan Kenobi. As Darth Vader continues to wheeze, we still do not see the literally the yellow eyes of the Sith. Darth Vader replies, I am not your failure, Anakin. Looking back at Obi-Wan, he says, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Yep. And at this point in time, he smiles when he says this. Oh, he did? And he smiles. If you you go back and watch, he smiles and he says, I did. And we still have this great mix of blue and red lightsaber being reflected on on Hayden Christensen's face in the mask of Darth Vader, of course. And then we cut back to Ewan as we are seeing what he is realizing is that his friend Darth Vader is dead. And as we go back, he says, the same as you did, I will destroy you. Then we have all the red dawn, Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader's face. Then we can truly see the outline of the pupil, which would not be blue. It is yellow. Yeah. So this also fixes to a new hope plot. Yes. Hole, which is amazing. First You're one steal- being uh-huh. oh, I'm stealing your I'm stealing your content. It's I okay. Go ahead. It's mine now. <laughs> go ahead i love it it, it, it fixes two things if it, it, it fixes yes. the first thing everybody always complained that 
uh, old Ben lies to Luke and say that Darth Vader killed his father. Yeah, now, the, the certain like, point of view line. Yeah, from a certain wow. point of view. Yeah. So yep. now, like, here is Anakin saying that Darth killed Anakin. He's like, he mm. did it. Following That's it up awesome. with the the other the other plot hole, which uh, when they have the what is it scene forty six in A New Hope where thirty eight thirty eight sorry I knew it was like a even number <laughs> Shaka Souffle you got it <laughs> but like when Darth Vader and Old Ben meet each other and they have their duel where he inevitably gets struck down he calls him Darth yeah and everybody's like why are you calling him like like in the future, like, why are you calling him Darth? Like, that's just a title. That's like calling yeah. somebody King Vader. Like, why mm-hmm. why do you do that? But here we get, like, this is, like, where it's coming from. Like, Anakin's dead. Anakin's been murdered. He's calling him Darth right here. Like, it, I just loved mm-hmm. it. Like, this is, yeah. this is Ben. This is Obi-Wan. Like, and you get to see kind of the pain and the suffering behind both of those two things that have been kind of picked apart because people have nothing better to do with their time. But now, like, it's been retconned in a positive way instead of yep. everybody who's tried to pick this show apart in negative things and, like, oh, this breaks canon. No, it doesn't. Like, they've done it in a very tasteful way. Mm-hmm. I de- definitely wouldn't use the word retcon in this anymore. Ret- retcon, non-canon, none of that can be referenced at all because Obi-Wan specifically says, a young pupil of mine... Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. And we see this appeal that you and me talked about, Justin, is we were hoping that we would see this appeal from Obi-Wan that we never saw between Revenge of the Sith and the original trilogy. And we see this appeal from Luke Skywalker. We see this appeal that Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. It was his son that... And again, Anakin approaches him, or or Obi-Wan approaches Vader as Anakin. He never referred to him as Darth Vader, even though Reva had already told him he is is who he is. He has already encountered him. He has already seen who he has become. He is still appealing to him as Anakin. And as he walks away, he says, goodbye, Darth. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally calling him by the title of the Sith, Darth. He does not murmur the words Vader, but he does say Darth, the actual mm. title of the Sith. One thing that I also want to point out. It's not his ahead. first experience with a Lord of the Sith. Like, we knew that there was Darth Sidious. We knew that there was Darth Tiberius. Like, they, it's not like Darth Maul. He's, yeah, Darth Maul. Like, it's not like we Obi-Wan's learning this title for the first time right now. Like, no. this is 100% based on their relationship. Yeah, 100%. One thing that I definitely want to point out, too, is when we see Obi-Wan or or Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi, I really think that this is where we see the giant mark on his head come from. Because there's an actual still frame where the helmet is exposed and we do see the gash on his head. So the giant gash... No prediction was going to come through. (laughs) Oh, like the the clone? Clone, Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a little tidbit. You know, I, I think, again, it's too close to call. I think that whether you assume that it is or whether you assume that it isn't, either way, it, it works. But I think that it works either way. Back to the planet of Tatooine. Reva, of course, is confronting Luke. She tracks him down, confronts him. And as many people like to say, 
that Luke did not see their lightsaber. Unfortunately, you're wrong. As she ignites her lightsaber and pulls her lightsaber up to kill Luke to take away and to exact her revenge on Darth Vader, she has flashbacks to Vader stabbing her for the very first time, which leads her to lower her lightsaber and bring the young boy back to the homestead. Good girl, Reva. Good girl, Reva. Look, Reva puts her lightsaber down. There's an intimate moment between her and Obi-Wan. Let's talk about it. How did you feel about it? Is this is this it? How did you feel this about is, the arc of the character? Are we going to see her again? This is all Obi-Wan wants to do is forgive and give second chances. Like, this mm -hmm. is probably the most Obi-Wan thing he could possibly do. Like, he would have forgiven yep. Vader. Like, if mm -hmm. with that mass slash and broken and everything that Vader did with Order 66 and the younglings immediately would have forgiven him if he showed the glimmer of remorse. Yeah. And I love, yeah. like, this redemption arc for Reva is at least one positive for him. Like, he's got, mm -hmm. like, I, 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 I know you don't like the character, Connor. You want her to end. I kind of love the idea of her now, like, being this inside information type of person who now starts helping the path finders or something like that as like an mm -hmm. ex-inquisitor i don't know there's like a cool option like i don't want to see it on the screen I'll, i will throw that as a caveat don't want to show don't want a movie don't want anything but i'd be down for like a novel or a graphic novel or comic book or something where she's still continuing and mm -hmm. they can develop the character some more and like maybe she makes some awesome sacrifice by the time like the rebels start being built up or something I don't know. Like, I think that this redemption for her was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was better than just killing her off. Yeah. Um, because that's, it's a waste of a character development and it would have been a, even more of a letdown for her to, honestly, I thought she was going to take her own life. If I'm being honest, I thought that's how her story was going to end, but I'm glad that they didn't. And uh, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Justin. It is a, a character that maybe would be good in other media and other stories uh, to just add uh, another layer for sure. Yeah. I love that ending with Obi-Wan. Like you were saying, Justin, like he's always been my favorite Jedi. Like he, to me, I guess when I think of what a Jedi should be, I think of Obi-Wan, you know, and just how noble he is and how immediately mm -hmm. he, he just wants, he just was so quick to forgive, you know, and uh, and that was super cool. I just love that how he just instantly was, you know, looking for that redemption in the character. So I will say that when Justin brought that to my attention, 100 percent completely agree with Justin that that that, mm. that is such a Obi-Wan thing. Mm. I was very much expecting a. Uh, seppuku which is <laughs> that that samurai style samurai. you know she mm -hmm. yeah she pulled out her saber i was really I expecting her one time somebody like and made her go <laughs> and like not work it. oh just one time <laughs> well yeah. she's she, you know what let's be honest she's she's survived two stabbings she was she was gonna survive yeah, a third like <laughs> uh it, like, it does open up her processor it, it does probably, open up realistically uh, that's probably how she survived like they probably like went into the part that's already been stabbed and it's like circuit like uh fennec shan style guts in the mm -hmm. same spot it's probably the only yeah. way she even survived mm -hmm. 
it does open a, a, a big story point for the character, right? We could have she become a bounty hunter, she become a mercenary, yes. she she could become so much more. Does she have screen time? Maybe not. Maybe so. You know, again, I, I, I was not a huge fan of the character. I just feel that she took up a lot of screen time when the story was about Obi and Vader. If, I, if we had an Inquisitor show, mm-hmm. I think she'd be a 10 out of 10 character. Mm-hmm. But when she's, in my opinion, distracting from Vader and Obi... Go ahead. Going along with it, exactly what you're saying, she doesn't need to be on screen for this simple reason, at least for me. Most of the characters that are in Star Wars that I have fallen in love with as a character themselves are not from their movie appearance. It's the yeah. in-depth stories that you get yes. in other forms of media that you actually can, like... They they can they have the time in a if you read a novel as a fifteen hour novel, there's much more time for character development, inner monologue, story driven things that you just don't have in a movie. Like I don't need her in a movie to think that I'm gonna like her as a character. Like she would do so much better. Like the characters I love the most are not from like what I saw in the movie. It's like you may have saw them and introduced to them in something in a movie or a show. But then it's the other forms of media that they can be embraced into and then delved into and plenty of time spent to make them interesting, which is honestly what is desperately lacking in the Skywalker sequel trilogy. There is nothing for these guys. Like, there's no side stories. There's no novels about Rey. There's no novels about Kylo. We get some comics on his history, but, like, that's the stuff where you... It's very brief. It's very brief. Like that's let's wrap benefit. Let's wrap this up and then we'll we'll revisit this. I want to get through the recap. We of course have Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. McDermott reprising oh, his role as I guess I the Emperor. And the very specific line between the two that again with that we show this character evolution is perhaps your feelings of your old master have left you weakened. If you cannot overcome what is of Kenobi, and then Vader says, Kenobi means nothing. So it's it's cool that Vader has completely let go of everything that we see in this show. Mm-hmm. And again, it ties into <laughs> A New Hope where we get the, I have felt a presence or what does he what does he say exactly? I haven't felt this prison since the last time, and then he walks away, wrong, right? Wrong. So, yeah. so he literally let go of everything that was Kenobi, and it wasn't until Kenobi was five feet away from him on the Death Star that he's like, "Oh yeah, I I remember this." So he you, truly did let go. Do you guys think just that like that the Emperor yeah. knows how wrecked he got? Do you think the Emperor knows? Vader was like a sliver away from getting killed for a second time by Kenobi. Nah, I don't think yeah. so. You think it was that's, the first time, that's the first yeah. time we've ever seen Vader get wrecked, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ahsoka kind of, wrecked oh, yeah, his crap. Yeah, kind of Ahsoka yeah. wrecked his crap. 
Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka came in like, it's John Cena! Yeah, just like, yeah, come on, bro. That beaten though, like when he was like hitting him in the stinking chest, like life support. Oh, dude, shout out to that armor. Why doesn't? So why awesome. does nobody else have that armor? You know, it's it's a it's a cool thing. You know, even though he's a punk, a b, and you seem to like him for whatever reason. You know, Batman also has a cape. How that... dare you use? <laughs> vader's cape if you guys don't know uh in the vader comics there's a big explanation about his cape it's like kevlar today like his cape's like a big deal and when when obi slashes him across the back like it doesn't penetrate anything and that's actually another point that a people brought up in the show that is like a big canon breaking thing where they were like oh obi-wan was like hitting uh stormtroopers and he wasn't decapitating them and this that and the third well newsflash there's two canon yeah there's two canon instances where we have jedi training people or other people explaining the use of a lightsaber where if you're not one with the weapon it's not as effective and secondly literally luke hits vader on the right shoulder in empire strikes back and guess what vader doesn't lose his right arm it's not crazy to think that if the jedi and the sith know about beskar and a form of armor that can deflect lightsabers cortosis cortosis exactly the same who's to say this isn't something that's just a it's not a plastoid like the stormtroopers and it's just painted gloss black There's and no guess what not assume that all of the hulls of the republic cruisers are made of cortosis cortosis yeah this cortosis is, is a armor. cortosis is a no, she was made from a oh, she was Naboo. The, the emperor, the emperor's ship. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Cortosis, but anyway, Corto. Yeah, well, Cortosis is another. Uh, shouts to the Bane trilogy. When we meet Bane, he's mining Cortosis on a asteroid, and Cortosis is another fiber in the Star Wars universe that has the ability to deflect laser power whether energy, it be blasters yeah, energy, ener it's energy it's weapons. energy deflected energy absorption like it just mm -hmm. it absorbs it deflects it uh and you know we've never had a canon explanation of it but again you know there, well, there's there's plenty he, to it dude's like the most powerful sith like why would he not know of a material that can deflect a lightsaber like the one weapon that could kill him like, why would he not have something that could deflect that when it's a known quantity in the universe? It's pretty fair. To and, and he wields a saber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, finishing yeah. the recap and then we'll give our final thoughts. Obi-Wan and Leia have honestly possibly their most retouching union in the entire Kenobi series. Revisiting Alderaan of Planet, which I really hope that we visit in other parts of Star Wars canon if we are able to go back super amazing i loved let's all go in the andor dude, show let's go all the visual let's go to alderaan let's 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 do it we have this amazing interaction between obi-wan and uh leia now justin if you remember i want you to kick this off because pretty much the show is the episode is over at this point he does go mm -hmm. back to talk to luke we can we can do that but mm -hmm. let's talk about how a lot of people talked about this broke canon mm -hmm. with Leia not remembering Obi-Wan. If you remember the article 
there's multiple points, not just the article, but let, let's talk about why it makes sense of how Leia interacted with Obi-Wan via the hologram message to what we saw in the show now. I mean, yeah, it's somebody else want to take it or I, it, it's go ahead. Uh, no, I want you, perfect. Justin, like so many things in this show are almost I don't know what the word is like traps. Like people have mm. set traps like to try to find something wrong rather than enjoy the show. This yeah. is another like this is another one that's it's done just so well. Like what does he say? I'm a tired old man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Like it's 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 just done so 100%. well. And, like I don't know. It, Somebody else take it, it because I'm like. I'm I'm getting frustrated. Well, I feel like I'm harping on the same thing so many times. I don't want to do. You're that. not. You're not. But can go, ahead, go Jordan. No, no, Niles. Oh, I was just saying. I I noticed that she called him Obi Wan, is mm-hmm. you know. So that kind of Instead like of okay, right. So when the message says "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi," you know, you're like, I mean, it still doesn't really. The part where she says "You served my father in the in the Clone Wars" is still completely like, true. Well, it is true, but I can you see like well, why would she need to say that if that's her politician this... version of herself? Right, I, that it... never bothered me. But I guess if you were going to nitpick it, you could still say, well, why would she say you served my father in the Clone Wars when they have this relationship already? But she's ten. I don't care. I, I like and, that they address. But, but, but she in the same in the exact same movie, she displays where she's at with this relationship. You know, mm-hmm. aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Ben, ben Kenobi. I have your R2 unit. I'm here with Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, where is he? Like, yeah. oh, all the sudden, like, she clearly knows who mm. she is. There is a diplomatic message that she had to Politician. send in case it was intercepted, right? Now, of point. course, That's she gives her. acceptable to me. Yeah, I never, she... that never bothered me, really. And, and also, he gives the warning of, you know, people can't know that we know each other. There's danger in that. He brings mm-hmm. that up. He yeah. does. So, Great point. And, and yeah. so, you know, the yes, saying that you served my father during the Clone Wars doesn't tie her to him. It just ties some kind of yeah, relationship. There's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. to me like it's just another great example of the character of Leia and what they put into her. And like she has this she has a vulnerable side, she has a personable side, but then she mm-hmm. also has this switch. She can flick it on and she's like by the books politician mm-hmm. and the the rescue message that's on the Tantive when they're being attacked by Vader and about to be captured and she's about to be tortured she knows she's about to be tortured that could be intercepted so easily so she says I'm on a diplomatic message. mission mm-hmm. said to Alderaan you are part of rebel alliance and a traitor there take is her away. no take her away. reason there's no reason besides this show's explanation as to why she would react to Ben, Ben Kenobi, if she had yeah. only known him as Obi Wan, you served with That's my a father. Perfectly good point. Like, but nobody would talk about that. They're just going to nitpick about this other stupid thing that can exactly. be explained. Haters going to yeah. hate. Exactly. Going I'm not going to harp on it anymore. <laughs> going to the end of the episode, we see the final evolution of Obi Wan Kenobi. As he this approaches isn't even my final form, this isn't even my final form. As he approaches Frieza form four and the <laughs> final form, he is able to let go of Luke. Mm-hmm. 
again, the writing finally showing its roses, finally showing our our our, our summer, our spring. Where has the writing been to this point? Now, again, to Justin's point, maybe this this series would have been better in a bingeable form, and I wouldn't be saying it in the way that I am. And I I I will agree with that. It, I am saying this with a caveat. We have the touching moment where Obi-Wan is able to meet Luke. And, of course, we get, hello there. Sky we get our, T16. Here you go, buddy. He, he finally is able to give him his Skyhopper T-16. I thought he was going to say it when he got Lola. Like, I was waiting for it. Then. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, they're not going to exactly. do it. But, yeah, yeah, snuck it in at the end. Perfect timing. Ewan McGregor, again, giving fantastic lines and fantastic delivery telling owen that you're the only protection he needs again showing the evolution of the character of obi-wan that he has finally let go of not only anakin but also luke more things tying him to the skywalker bloodline to the prophecy that has yet to be fulfilled that he of course will be brought back into when he is a force ghost himself as he leaves and he is riding his eop rue you know that they're actually camels. We are Yes, like they are actually where camels. Where they're shooting this, they're camels. Yes, the they're camels. CG of the face off. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We are confronted with Liam Neeson. Well, his beard looked weird, right? Well, he looked a little off, but he's His know, beard looked weird as well. He looks a lot older. <laughs> yeah, he looks he a looked, lot older. Yeah. It took you long enough. And then of course Obi-Wan replies, "Master Qui-Gon." Beginning to think you'd never come. I've always been here, Obi-Wan, watching. You were just not ready to see. Like, were you watching everything? Come on. We have a ways to go. Hearkening back to Revenge of the Sith. Where? Go ahead. You're interrupting love, me constantly. I'm, I can't tell. I'm sorry. It's it, dude. It's so hard with the time delay. I know. I know. It's not on purpose. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. I loved like this is like for this being the Obi Wan series. This was uh-huh. an awesome like full circle culmination of everything. Like we saw him broken. We saw him distraught. Like mundanely, just freaking cleaning desert sushi, chopping it up. Like, obviously not doing what he should be doing. Desert sushi. <laughs> Desert sushi. <laughs> True. No connection to the True. force. True. He has false. He has no, but he's still talking to Obi Wan. He like was like, mm. oh, master, blah blah blah. Like, but he's got no connection to the force. Mm. To the point where he comes full circle. He has. He meets Leia. He goes through this. He finds out Anakin is still alive. He's become Darth Vader. He faces his own. He faces his own what's the word uh defeat like demons like his own yeah his demons. own demons like he's messed up he has gone wrong like yep. he's failed Anakin as his master to a Padawan and he's then accepted the responsibility he's for the second time technically mm-hmm. and then he's able to reconnect with the Force into such a much more powerful way than he ever was before and that's then obi-wan can appear or qui-gon can appear to yeah. obi-wan mm-hmm. like yeah. it, was, it was like it a was, great circle moment yeah he came to terms and it was neat because at the start of the show i was like you know is he just sworn off the force and all this just because he's in hiding 
Yes. And it kind of it it kind of yes. made you realize it was, but it kind of made you realize that part of it too was him dealing with this with Anakin. Because mm. you know, Oda, Yoda wasn't it. swearing off the force, mm. right? Yeah, so it was cool to see, and that emo- that moment with Anakin with the mask, and they were having that, and he welled up like I teared up, like that was mm-hmm. wow. You know, it still was affecting him, and just to see that weight is off him, even though he couldn't redeem Anakin, he accepted, okay, he's he's Darth, and mm. he can move on. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and seeing seeing Qui Gon, seeing seventy uh, year old Liam Neeson reprise his wow. role. Man, he's seventy. Still, he is seventy years old. When are we going to get crazy. another Taken movie? We need uh, Taken, he, kind of. He's had two movies already this year. So. <laughs> he says. He says, "You took my Padawan's nephew, weird youngling. I will I have come a very for you." Specific <laughs> set of skills attached to my Walker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, uh, okay. In, in all honesty, let, let's wrap this up. We're an hour and twenty or so in. All right. Hour and forty. I'm still. I'm sticking. I'm sticking at a nine out of ten. Um, I think that we've talked about this before, Justin. You cannot look at things in a vacuum. I feel that I was a victim to looking at this show at a vacuum. At the same time, I will say as a caveat. Don't give I your still, don't, pe, 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 don't give your full series. series. You're right. You're right. Just you're right. This one. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. You know what? You're right because this does kind of this is like a series thing as a whole. Okay. It's still nine out of ten. Uh, very glad. Uh, Liam showed up. I wish he would have shown up sooner. I wish that Liam would have shown up to give. I called that. Obi the courage to defeat Vader would have been more compelling than him just being like, oh, like leia and luke anyway that's all for me yeah jordan go. uh it's fantastic mm-hmm. fantastic show all around uh i really love this episode justin brought it up but i'm, I'm gonna bring it up too. the the interchanging voice between hayden christensen mm, and james earl so jones good. when he has mm. the master Str- oh man so good the audio there was so cool and it was like just chilling because they kind of mm-hmm. distorted mm-hmm. his voice and it was it was cool technical yeah, failure that. and like oh i loved it yeah i'll give your yeah. uh give your this episode right yeah now. nine i'd say nine out of ten it was i need to rewatch it because i just watched it right before we did this and I, I need to let it sink in more but definitely mm-hmm. a nine out of ten i it just i think it, every minute of it was just what what it's just awesome for me this was an absolute 10 like mm-hmm. it was a 10 yes. for me like not the whole yeah. series. This episode was a 10 out of 10. It literally checked the boxes of everything I could have wanted. I got fantastic choreography and lightsaber. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't have Take that blade in. You are Maybe missing a blade, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. No one. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Are you? 10 out of 10. I got my Obi-Wan. <laughs> Boom. Oh, nice. Oh, I got to get one now. I can't reach for mine noise set to red that's not good <laughs> for for those listening on the podcast uh they're they're showing off lightsabers connor's got his uh... easy with these. listen <laughs> this episode was freaking fire okay mm, 10 out of 10 it was 10 uh, okay yeah. 9 out of 10 one 10 out of 10 Another 9 10 out of 10, 10. <laughs> it was 9 out of 10 listen there were there were still some things that you know the writing wasn't perfect but that's okay you know we're 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 getting 
new we're getting new star wars which is what we've been you know we've been clamoring for um you know taika waititi has officially said like he is he's moving away from the skywalkers which we'll go we'll get more into that in our series recap but Mm -hmm. uh episode was awesome man um i don't know what the heck is going on what are you doing justin i'm playing with lightsaber sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was your boy it's con con and sitting to my right virtually the cantina splicer the casual kid the one that is on the delay two hours later justin (laughs) (laughs) and below us use the coupon code cantina for 10 percent off your order at kill t factory for all your l g t and let's go not oh yeah i gotta get you your thing so yeah we'll uh, we'll get well yeah i got you one don't worry (laughs) we'll we'll come back to that i got your greebles it's agreeables. <laughs> like you got you got your agreeables, <laughs> guys. We'll catch you guys next time. It was uh, well, I... he didn't say, but it was Niles. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, factory. Okay, goodbye. If you made it this far, then you get five dollars. Yeah.